You're listening to The Matters Podcast, hosted by Jumpstart. We're passionate about seeing dreamers become doers through entrepreneurship, skill sharing, and networking. Our hope is that our thought leaders would encourage you to risk on your dream to see the narrative of South Africa shift because you said yes to the first step. Hi, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in. You are listening to The Matters Podcast, and I'm very excited about uh, what we're going to be discussing today. I have two very good friends, Beth and and Shazia, with us, and today we are talking tax. And so without further ado, I am going to hand over to them just to introduce and share a little bit about who they are, what they're up to. Um, Beth and Shazia, won't you you also tell us about what you're just currently inspired and passionate about? And then I think the big question is to everyone, like, why a, a career as a chartered accountant? It's not the easiest route to take, and so why have you personally chosen that? Shazia, do you want to kick us off? Sure. Um, so, hi everyone. My name is Shazia. Um, I studied at the University of Cape Town. I did my business science degree there. I did a semester at UC Berkeley as well. And last year, I actually finished my postgraduate diploma in accounting. So, this year, I am doing my first year of articles as an assistant lecturer and doing my master's in commercial law. So that's keeping me busy this year. Um, And the reason I really chose the CA route, um, or the chartered accountant route, um, is because it really opens up a lot of doors, a lot of opportunities Mm -hmm. for you. There's so much you can do from being a member of a board, being a CEO, to just starting your own business. So Mm -hmm. there's so many opportunities, and it also just gives you so much business knowledge Mm -hmm. um, that I think can really help you in all spheres of the corporate world yeah nice Beth how about you so hi everyone I'm Beth um like Shazia I went to the University of Cape Town I did my BCom accounting there my postgrad um and now I'm in my second year of articles so that's cool and I think just like Shazia was saying what inspired what actually why I chose CA um or chartered accounting rather um just because it does open a lot of doors, you know, a lot of opportunities. But also I think as I was growing up in high school, I think there was like a whole hype on CA and it just happened. And a friend of mine was very interested in being a CA. He had this passion and excitement. I think I was like, I want that, you know, I want that passion, I want that excitement. And I think that just leads to what I'm interested in and what drives me is people, like literally seeing people, succeed seeing people being passionate about things and their interests and you know their drive it really does i feel of that kind of energy so i think that's the stuff that i'm passionate about and yeah basically why i'm at where i'm at nice thanks well thanks both for sharing as we said today we are talking tax and i think as a as just business owners you often have to wear multiple hats and it's not necessarily hats that you plan to wear, hats mm-hmm. that you study to wear, uh, but you sort of, they all, you're just thrown into this environment and you're just subject to so many things um, in this environment that you, you need to now become a, a, a whiz and a master at, um, sometimes not only to survive, but to be legally compliant. Um, and tax just happens to be one of those things. And so to the person who's just never heard about tax before, uh, simply, what is tax? So, 
the best way to explain tax is just it's this process that the government uses to collect funds from its citizens in order to provide services to its citizens. So, for example, your public hospitals, your government grants, mm. your public schools, the police force, all of those things are funded mm. by tax. So the government uses this tax system to take tax from mm. the citizens in order to provide these essential services to us. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. So basically just like the cost of life, you know, the costs that you have to pay over and above everything like Shazi is saying, the government will use and utilize in, um, that will aid us basically in our everyday lives. Yeah. So we are uh, talking particularly about tax within South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you're, you're moving from country to country, different countries have their, their sort of their own tax regulations that businesses need to comply with. But today we are talking about sort of the tax landscape in, in South Africa. And so why don't you give us just a snapshot uh, of what this landscape looks like? Who are the, the players in this in environment and what role do they play? So the main players in this system are SARS and the National Treasury. So the National Treasury sets the tax rules, but Mm. then SARS then um, collects tax and pays it over to SARS. So um, pays it over to the National Treasury. Mm. So essentially, the National Treasury is setting the rules, but SARS is just doing the service for them where they are collecting the tax on their behalf. Yeah. And so, Beth, do you want to speak a little bit into the tax season? These words are often thrown around. Uh, the tax season, the system that, that SARS uses mm-hmm. to tax. Um, and then also businesses need to register in order to start their journey yeah. to becoming tax compliant. And so, tell us a little bit, what does that look like? What does that mean? So, I think, like Shazia was saying, you know, SARS is basically the collector of um, tax mm-hmm. and how SA tax works is that, you know, everything's governed by your Income Tax Act. So there will be your rules. And basically that is your system, essentially, that depending on who you are, mm. what you're dealing with, you'll have different rules for how your tax obviously um, occurs. But your season will, once again, depend on who you are. So are you an individual? Are you a company? You know, and if you are an individual, your tax season or your tax year will be from the 1st of March until the 28th of Feb. So that's basically in that year, what have you earned? What have you, you know, where, what are your incomes, et cetera, et cetera. And for a company, it'll be your financial year. So essentially, depending on what you do in that year will depend on how much tax you will have to pay. Hmm. But then in terms of deadlines, in terms of all those kind of things, when you need to submit to SARS, but, and also registering, all of that is on the SARS website. And I will say, going onto that, you can get all the information you need frequently, ask questions. They have a how-to. They have very useful links on the website. So I think in terms of admin, in terms of deadlines and important dates, Hmm. I would recommend going onto the website because you can get the answers there. Like all the answers in terms of admin, Hmm. straight down to the exact answer. Nice. I I hear we're throwing this acronym out a lot, SARS. For the listener, do you want to just debunk what is what is SARS? What does it stand for? So the South African Revenue Services. And like you were saying, they are they are the people who enforce the tax rules set out by the National Treasury. Exactly. And so all our dealings with 
tax, so we are we are dealing more with SARS than with the national treasury. Exactly. So we're basically paying our tax over to SARS, hmm. and then SARS is then giving it to the national treasury. So when we are dealing with tax, when we are paying over our tax, we'd be, we'd be dealing with SARS. Nice. So we know that for different types of businesses, tax can mean different things and have different types of implications. And so we, before we get into sort of the different nuances about that, why don't we talk about the three different types of uh, business businesses that, that are very common, uh, that being a, a sole proprietor, partnerships, and a company. Uh, so why don't we start with sole proprietor? Beth, do you want to share a little bit about that? Right, so a sole proprietor is basically someone who runs their own business, owns their own business, and the business itself is not a separate legal entity. And because of that, um, when it comes to taxes, you don't have to prepare a separate tax assessment mm. for your business. So whatever your earnings are for your business will be included in your individual mm. tax assessment. Mm. So your earnings, your expenses, whatever the case may be, will all be part of that, which is obviously different to your partnership and your company. Mm. So then with a partnership, it's kind of similar to sole proprietor where so a partnership isn't a separate legal entity Mm. so it won't be taxed as a partnership each partner will have will get their profits from the partnership and be taxed um, individually thereon so that will be included in their um, own individual Mm. tax calculation so it's not a separate legal entity and that you can contrast that to then a private company where a private company is a separate legal entity Mm -hmm. so if you think about for example shareholders investing in a company Mm -hmm. these shareholders are essentially the owners but there's no liability for them in this company it's limited liability they're not responsible for the liabilities of the business because there is this separate legal entity Mm -hmm. and because as a company they are treated as a person for tax purposes and for legal purposes um, and so they'll have liability as the company itself mm. yeah and so sort of while we're just on this topic of different business types what are some of what is the advantage of being a a private company what is this you you're throwing around like limited liability what does limited liability mean and and why is that sort of important and how does it even contrast to being a sole proprietor or even in partnership and, and some of the risks that can sometimes come along with that? I think especially for, I mean, like Shazi was saying, with a company, you don't, it's a separate legal entity, so you don't take on that liability. You have that, um, you have that kind of comfort of being a company is in the sense that if there's a loss that the company incurs or whatever the case may be, you in your own personal capacity will not have to cover those losses or mm. take on the, the liability that a company mm. has. Whereas with the sole proprietor, if the same thing happens, you personally will be responsible for looking after that yeah. liability or taking on that expense, whatever the case is. So I think obviously it depends on what what your aim is as a business person, what the nature of your business is going to be or what you aim to do with that business. Obviously yeah. it will depend on what you'd want to go into. But I think, obviously, that would be a benefit just that you don't take on those liabilities or yeah. it's not in your personal capacity that you would have to. Yeah. yeah, I 100% agree. And I think it's also important to remember that, so with a company, 
whatever investment is made in that company, that's the maximum that you can lose. Hmm. So if I invest a hundred rand in a company, that's as far as I'm, my losses are going to be. Hmm. So that's why there's this limited liability because yeah. I can only lose that little bit amount. Yeah, yeah. And then with the with the sole proprietor, the would you say that the administrative burden of tax can be less than that of a of a company? But but that obviously comes along with the associated risks of being a sole proprietor when there's no sort of cap or limit on the liability that you can accrue. I think in terms of tax and in terms of admin, it obviously would depend on what the nature of your business okay. is, right? And how big your business is going to be, how complex it's going to be in terms of the admin. Because if you have a small business, you know, you're dealing with standard um, transactions or whatever the case is, then maybe the admin wouldn't be as intensive. Yeah. Um, but once again, it just depends on the size. Um, but I think also the one admin for that would be that you, or maybe less admin maybe, the fact that you don't have to keep things separately, that you know everything's together. Whereas with a business, with a company, sorry, you know, you need to know, okay, this isn't my personal yeah. expense. This is my business expense. So when you do your um, taxes, you can't add personal expenses to your tax yeah. for your business, you know, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, cool. That was helpful. I think and it's going to really just help the next part of our, our conversation. Um, and just debunking uh, common types of tax that we, we come across. Um, and so I'm going to open the floor and, and you guys can share on what sort of the, the different tax implications are for the different business types. But maybe let's first start, uh, start with unpacking the types of tax that we need to be aware of as business owners. Yeah, I think the main two taxes that we need to be aware of is VAT, so value-added tax, mm. which we call VAT, mm-hmm. um, and normal tax. So I think, so for VAT, we would have all been exposed to this already because when you're buying goods and services, mm. you usually pay VAT on these items. So normal tax would kind of just depend then on your earnings as a company. So mm. I think the difference would be is that you have a, you have that fifteen percent or so obviously the tax the tax laws will be different everywhere but in South Africa depending on what kind of service you have or what kind of supply you are like what good or service you are buying will depend on what VAT rate you are going to be using so it could be exempt in terms of the laws or it could be zero percent it could be fifteen percent and that will be across the board so mm. you will always have those rates mm. um, depending on obviously what you are buying. Yeah. However, with the normal tax, it will depend what are you earning, how much is your taxable income. Hmm. And I think, obviously, we were saying before, the laws will determine what tax you pay, yeah. but your tax is in based on taxable income, and you use your taxable income, or how you determine your taxable income, rather, or through the laws, you know what I mean? Hmm. So I think that's the main difference, is that your earnings will determine your normal tax, hmm. whereas VAT... That's not going to change depending on your business or it's not going to, you know, you won't, depending on your earnings, it's not going to change. Yeah. And so tell me, Shantia, when we're talking about, about VAT and registering as a VAT vendor, when does this come into play? Uh, when should we register? Should we register? Uh, what are some of the, the benefits and, and maybe some complications that come mm-hmm. up, that come with being a VAT vendor? Yeah, so with VAT, it's usually voluntary to become a registered VAT vendor mm. um, when you earn from 50,000 Rand. 
Mm, okay, but if you earn more than one million rand, then it becomes an obligation. So you have to register for VAT. You have to become a VAT vendor. Yeah. Now you might think, okay, why would someone voluntarily want to voluntarily want to be a VAT vendor? Mm. And the benefit of this is, say, for example, you have a hairdressing business, and the shampoo and color and everything that you're buying for your business, you're going to pay VAT on those things. Mm. But you are actually using these things for your business. So if you are a VAT vendor, you can then claim that VAT portion that you've paid on these expenses and things mm. for your business from SARS. So even though you're also charging that mm. that you need to pay over to SARS, you can also claim that then on that that you have paid mm. um, from SARS. So that's why it can actually be beneficial for you. Mm. Um, but on the other hand, it does make admin, um, it does have this admin burden placed on you. So you really need to um, weigh up the benefits and the costs. Mm. Yeah, I think the admin for VAT is like, if obviously you're going to be paying tax plus paying VAT, you would need to be very aware of what you're doing in your business to say, okay, these are my taxable supplies. Obviously, it'll depend on the VAT laws, but you would just need to be very aware and keep specific records of everything. So when you can claim back, when you're able to, you know, and show SARS, then you have the correct yeah. documentation, whatever it may be. So like Shazia is saying, it could be obviously more intensive with your admin, mm. but that just depends on if you'd want to. Well, if it's voluntary, obviously. Yeah. And so when we were, when you say normal tax, you're talking about this is income tax and also known as what pay, pay as you earn. And this can also be company tax. And so what is, uh, how does that look? What does it look like for a sole proprietor, for a partnership and for a, a private company, this normal tax? What is that burden on the, on the business owner slash entrepreneur? Mm. So for a company, right, you calculate your taxable income as per the income tax rules. So you can kind of think of this taxable income as the profit of the company. But So it's similar to the profit, but you're actually using your um, the laws in the income tax act to calculate this taxable income amount. Hmm. And for a company, you simply take that taxable income amount hmm. and times it by 28%, and that is the tax you're going to be paying. For... An individual, on the other hand, right, you can be paying a percentage up until 45%. So for companies, it's only up until, it's only a flat rate of 28%, but for an individual, it ranges depending on how much taxable income mm. you're actually making. So that's one difference there. For a partnership, as we said, it's not a separate legal entity, so their share of their profits are going into the individual taxes and then you're treated as part of that sliding scale where mm -hmm. it can be um, anywhere from zero to 45%. Mm -hmm. um, so that's, yeah, one big difference there. I think also, I think you mentioned PAYE. And just on that, obviously, as an individual, you will have to pay, like Shazia is saying, depending on how much you're earning, you'll have to pay a certain amount of tax for your tax year. So... Mm -hmm. um, March to Feb, you'll have to pay a certain amount. But if you are employed, so your employer will actually calculate what you, based on what they know, they'll calculate how much they should pay over to yeah. SARS. So if you are earning whatever, they'll calculate it and they'll send it to SARS. So at the end of your um, tax year, you can see how much your company has given to SARS. Yeah. And based on that, 
you can kind of calculate, do I owe SARS? Do I not? Do I need to, do I get money back? Whatever the case is. But I think um, that's an important thing for a company yep. is that when you are, when you do have employees, you are liable yep. to pay that PAYE, um, pay as you earn, yeah. over to SARS if you have those employers. Yeah. Employees, yeah. sorry. So because uh, for the sole proprietor, tax is calculated on a, on a sliding scale up to, what you said, 48, 45%. 45%. Um, should the sole proprietor be earning uh, a big enough income, it might actually be in the interest of the sole proprietor to register as a, as a company because that's capped at 28%. Exactly. And I think you have to obviously assess your situation, but... Sometimes it might be beneficial to actually register your company because those profits or that taxable income is going to be taxed at 28%, whereas if it's not separate and you just deal with everything as a sole proprietor, that taxable income amount for you as an individual can really um, go up and you could end up being um, taxed at 45% of your total taxable income amount, which is quite a large yeah. sum. So it might actually be more beneficial for you to organize your tax affairs in that you have a separate company that's going to be taxed at 28% and you as an individual will be taxed at a lower percentage then based on your yeah. own individual taxable income. Yes, yeah, that's very good insight because I think one thing I'm learning is that especially when you have multiple streams of income, because SARS calculates your, your tax on your your end amount of taxable income, uh, not necessarily on the individual, yeah. on your individual parts of income that come in. And so at the end of the day, you're paying a taxable income a lot higher. Your portion to SARS is a lot higher than you, than they would be sort of individually. And so I think that's very, very good insight. Thanks for listening to the Matters Podcast hosted by Jumpstart. Stay connected to us by following us on Instagram and on Facebook. Subscribe to our newsletter on our website at www.jumpstartsouthafrica.com to receive valuable resources, learn about local businesses and our upcoming masterclasses, as well as stay connected to a growing network of people crazy enough to believe that their ideas can change the world. We'll catch you next time.